This is Grace Grit and Getting It Done, the podcast for women who want to focus on their personal development and their professional priorities, increase their earnings, expand their influence, and advance up the leadership ladder all the way into the C-suite. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. My podcast, Grace Grit and Getting It Done, offers a practical guide for women working in the corporate arena. Weekly episodes feature conversations with recognized experts, authors, and influencers. I'm covering topics from navigating corporate culture and coping with gender bias to prioritizing self-care and managing work-life balance. For more information, or if you'd like to contact me, send an email to lisa at bigsky.coach. Today, my guest is a very close friend and one of my dearest, dearest partners in crime, fun and adventure. (laughs) She actually is a highly successful realtor in one of the hottest housing markets, Southern California, but she's also also has played one on TV. (laughs) It's true. The Los Angeles realtor on The Young and the Restless just last year. And she actually had an acting career and is still a member of SAG. She, her big breakout role was has Samantha Vernon in One Life to Live. <laughs> and she was also Betty Child's sorority bitch in Revenge of the Nerds. And she was okay. totally playing against type. That's true. (laughs) She's a highly successful commercial actor and she's sought after, but she's also a real estate agent. And today my guest is Julia Montgomery. Julia, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Thrilled that you're here. So let's dive in. Just talk to me a little bit about how you started in in television and movies in television oh in yes okay so that that was interesting I and I guess um gave me a little uh fun feeling inside because I remember when I was I guess I had to have been 14. you know what's interesting about this is that now that you asked me and just comes to me in the second all of my breakthroughs had something to do with independence like I needed desperately independence for some reason I can't remember exactly why except for every teenage most most of us as teenagers and I was I guess around 14 had something churning inside of me I'd always been in school plays and stuff like that and and sang in the chorus and in church choir and blah 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 but uh I remember somehow I was dieting with a reason. And whenever I have a reason, <laughs> everything. And so I, 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 it was funny because I, it was like a secret I, to myself. I started dieting. I got like pretty thin. And then I remember walking down the stairs in my New Jersey ha- house to my mom, who was downstairs in the family room. And I said, I had a teen magazine in my ha- hand. And I said, mom, I want to be a model. Mom say. <laughs> well, my mom had been a ballet dancer, although born in Kansas City, had actually come like you and some of our dear friends come from a different state to New York City to, in her case, in like, gosh, if she was born in 1930, she was probably, it was 1946, I guess. She came to New York from Kansas City and did a six week uh, thing with America, the American Ballet. And anyway, so she had, but then she decided like it wasn't for her. I don't know. I think they said things like in that day, 
you can't get married and you can't have babies, which kind of makes sense. I'm not sure if that's for sure true, but it, maybe it's true. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's sort of goes on today with women in any career where it's like, oh, you're not focused. You have kids. Exactly. Exactly. But so your mom had this understanding of, yeah, go out, have a career. Yeah, she kind of did because she certainly had the passion because she loved dancing. We, we, I wish I'd asked her more about that, you know, but, um, but anyway, so she, you know, we lived in New Jersey. So she said, and I, I guess I had some ideas. There was somebody at school and in, in uh, junior high, I guess, whose little brother did commercials or something like that. So somehow, but she and I, it became like, you know, something that we were together on, um, which wasn't always the case. Uh, but, um, but, you know, uh, so we went in and got, I right away got an, a, a modeling agent because I was wow. at that time 14 and started booking just like print catalog, all kinds of, you know, Sears, yeah. Bradley's, yeah. or I can't even remember some of the, all that kind of stuff. And then I started booking bigger stuff where I was, you know, again, I was a teenage model. I'd have to be five, seven. I was five, five and three quarters. And hopefully I still am <laughs> anyway. Um, but that went well. And then like several months later, so within that year, I just booked and booked and booked. I was still going to regular high to junior high. I was about to get into high school in, in Livingston. And my mom would take me in after school and it was really fun. Um, and it was going really easily. And then one of my, then I switched to like the Ford modeling agency for children. Ooh, but okay. somehow they either called me or I don't know. I, I don't really remember how that happened, but they, they were interested. And then, so I started booking things for them print wise. And then all of a sudden my agent, whose name was Claudia, if you remember her face, um, called us and said, we think Julie should, uh, and I went by Julie at that time, even though I was named Julia, my, they, my parents called me Julie. And um, so she said, well, we think you should go out for commercials. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, your game. This is, and this is still you. I love this. It's like adventure. Let's go. So, I, mean, I was a little nervous, but I was like, well, okay. I mean, I'd done school plays, you know, I mean, in Livingston, New Jersey, but anyway, so I started booking commercials. It was like crazy. Now, again, also, or in addition, it was 1975 going on 76. And my type was so in, it was fantastic like it completely in so there were tons of opportunities and I was booking things like crazy it was so much fun then at one point I guess because I was booking commercials and in New York you could book with different agents you didn't have to have just one agent at that time I don't know how it is now one of those agents said you know uh we have this audition for a soap opera so I'm like and it's in you have a couple days I don't even know how we got the sides. My dad might, my, my dad worked in New York city. Maybe he brought them home. Like, I don't even like, we didn't have fax machines. Correct. Correct. Or cell phones or, or computers or any, any of that. Somehow I got the script maybe they sent it. I have no idea. Don't remember. I worked on it with an older, uh, someone who was four years older, an older actor, you know, you're in high school, four years is like huge. And anyway, um, I went in for my initial audition on, on like a Tuesday morning and, and it was during the summer. That's why I could go in the morning and in the morning. And then, um, 
they they seemed to really like me and they said, can you come back for the call back in the afternoon? Went back to the, for the call back in the afternoon and there were two other girls there. And after the, I was the second one to go in. And after I went in, well, for one, at a certain moment, even though I, I was, I think I was pretty good. I was also nervous as all. Yeah. Like my mouth was dry. I was like, <laughs> right. can I have a soda please? Yeah. I bet. So I, you know, um, but I was, things were going, things were going really well, even though I was like inside, I was like, Whoa, you know, and, um, then at a certain moment, there were like a couple of scenes that we did on the set, you know, like, it was like, here you are in New York city, you know, on the set auditioning on the set. And it was like, <laughs> and, um, I went, I went up, meaning I forgot a couple of lines or I forgot a line or a couple words. And then I found my way back like pretty easily. And that the whole thing was, wow, look at that. She, she, which is what you need on the yeah. soap opera. And so when I, when I, when I finished my scenes, I walked towards back towards the makeup room where we kind of had started and they said, we want you to stay. So I'm like, okay. And then the third girl went. And then as soon as the third girl came and went, they brought me up. My parents were there watching because at this point it was the end of the day and they were in the control room. And anyway, they offered me the role. We went upstairs to the producer's office. They offered me the role. And I started on Thursday, two days later. God, that is, I love that. <laughs> it was crazy. And they wanted me to go to professional high school. And I, my parents said no, which I think actually might've been really overwhelming for me. Had I, I'm not sure, maybe I would have liked it, but I don't know. It's not like I, I might've been, that might've been a lot for me to get on a soap opera yeah. and yeah. So anyway, um, but it was a blast. It was a blast. So that was the beginning. And I stayed on that. And then it ultimately led to coming out to LA and I mean, staying in New York, did some other stuff, came, come out to LA, did movies, did Revenge of the Nerds, Betty Child's Sorority Pitch and a bunch of other things. And then at a certain point, I'm like, oh, I'm like 34. <laughs> what happened to my idea of having a family? Uh -huh. So um, I found a guy that I thought I was in love with. <laughs> I think I was. And I mean, I think I was at the time. And we had, we had my kids who are fantastic, who are now 22 and 25. They are fantastic. You yeah. Know, they're them. pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty much good ones. Um, yeah. So uh, that was like 20, 25 years ago plus. And um, so many years ago, I realized, oh, not going to be able to grow old with this guy. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I tried and, but goodbye um, after several years of trying. And so that's when I realized, because I had stopped working completely. Oh yeah. Taking care of the kids. That's more yes. than a full-time job. Well, yeah. that's true. Absolutely. But I mean, the thing that I would say to my daughter and I do is you must always keep your hand in. You don't have to just stay connected a little bit mm -hmm. so that you have a plan. You have to have a plan B, right? Oh, um, yeah. I didn't have a plan B. I was in it for life, I thought. I, I thought I'd figure that out. But anyway, when things changed around and it was clear to me that I didn't want to be in this one for life, yeah. um, 
I realized, okay, I've got to get my independence back on. I've got to, I got back into acting. I started doing commercials and I started booking them like a lot. And I was like, oh, and when I started booking, because first I was just like, I was deflated, you know, this whole marriage, it was just a mess for me personally, but I had no choice. I picked myself up and started auditioning. And then I went, wait a minute, I actually really like this. <laughs> so this is so fun. Was, yeah, this is fun. Like I feel like myself and, and then I went, okay, and now you're going to need something else because, you know, you can't, you don't, you don't want to depend on just acting. I mean, you just want, you want more than one thing. Plus I was at a place in my life where I was like, I do love this, but you know, what other facets of myself might be exactly. fun to expand? And so that's when I decided to get my real estate license. And I studied so hard. I hadn't taken a test for so many years, but I thank God passed it, you know, right away and fell into, um, you know, found my, found my office. And then I found these two guys that I work with who are just really a great respected. They've been in the business for a while. They're brothers, twins. And, um, so became partners with them. And so I had this base and I'm like, yes, I can do this. And I got, that's how I got ready. That's how I left home after I created the beginning of all of this again taking something old and taking something new. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go now. <laughs> so yeah, that attitude you have, of, okay, let me, let me go for it. Here's a solution. I can make this work, which well, many times we forget that, right? Well, I mean, it's not that I felt so like sure about it. I it just had to do it. And I think that that is just a great um, motivator. You know, it's like, well, yes, I know one thing I'm not staying in this marriage. So what am I going to do? You're going to go figure it out self, you know? And, and I thought, and I was right in that real, real estate. I love because people um, it's a people business and, you know, rather than being an actor, which I also love, but whether, you know, where it's more kind of the focus is on you having the focus be on other people is really, um, it's just a wonderful thing and helping someone figure out what they, what they want, what they need, what, and all that. And, and also just getting to know someone while you, it becomes just like a really um, satisfying feeling to help somebody either sell or find a house. It's just, there's a lot of elements to it. Yeah. And, and you're like in the trenches together, but it's fun. Or you let them know, hey, it's fun. This will be fun. It'll be stressful, but it's going to be more fun than stressful. Thanks <laughs> to you. Yeah, Thanks it's going to be fun. You. We're going we're gonna to have fun. Yeah. Yeah, which so, is so important because let's just, I mean, okay, yeah. there's so much to talk about, but buying a house mm. and going through a relocation, all of that is so stressful. It is so, so stressful. Uh, and so then- Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say for all of your lightheartedness and joyfulness and um, let's have fun with this kids. Right. There is a real trustworthy quality you have and a real stability that you have. And I think that's yeah. growing up in the Midwest, right? I, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Like um, I've never um, been a superficial person 
person, although I've played many characters like that, but I've never, <laughs> never been attracted to people that were, and I never was one myself. I, I wouldn't, I don't think anyone would say that I was, but I, um, it is, it is a, it is a role, being a realtor is a role that requires um, a lot of groundedness, the ability to help people strategize and see, you know, see how we're going to get through this process. And, and um, so it's very rewarding. And yeah, it's not like all like, you know, ha, 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 you know, just giddy and fun, but it's, it's like deeply blissful when you're helping someone attain or let go of, see the future, visualize, I mean, and then get, you know, that, that wonderful moment when they're like, we found it and we got it because getting in the house is, you know, or selling the house, you know, right now selling is a little difficult. So there's a lot of strategies. So there's a lot of different parts of, of a realtor that makes, that, that are important. Like you said, there's the groundedness, there's strategy, there's fun and energy, but it's, we're driving, it's a driving force, you know? Yeah. It, but it sounds like being a realtor has so many components because you're coaching them. Yes. Right. And That's you're supporting right. them. And in a way you are providing a sort of a therapy. Like, oh, yes. Hey, we lost the house, but there's going to be another one that will be. Your yes. I mean, yes, because it's a it can be an almost uh, highs and lows. Oh, it's a roller. Co- it can be. Exactly. It, it has been a real roller coaster this year, um, yes. especially um, the whole beginning of the year, all the way through. I have a wonderful client. He's such a gem. And we must have written offers. I might, it might've been eight offers, you know, almost like one a month. The great thing about him was he had such endurance and I'd be like, well, we're going to keep looking, (laughs) you know, when, because we were up against 20 offers. I mean, you know, the market was so nuts. um, Especially here in LA. I mean, this is the most competitive markets for housing. Yeah. Acknowledge housing prices here in Southern California are among the highest in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, there's just so many elements of it, but we, uh, I just saw him this week and he's like, wow, what we went through, what we went through. And uh, it's, it's just, it's wonderful. You know, it's, it's being in the trenches at work, but with your client, it's just, it's kind of wonderful. Right. So let me take a left turn here. Sure. Because I, I, your story shows so much ability to embrace the adventure. And yet I know for many women, we can be super self-critical and mm-hmm. super self-conscious. And, you know, we're working towards that self-awareness and practicing self-compassion, which is an everyday thing for many of us. Yes. You could go back and talk to your younger self and say, mm-hmm. hey, here's some wisdom I'd like to share with you. This may, you may find this helpful. Mm-hmm. I would say you've got what it takes. Mm-hmm. You've got what it takes. You just one foot in front of the other. You keep your eye on the ball and just ask for help. Big one. Yeah. Ask for help. Ask questions. And even, you know, one thing I learned specifically from real estate is that even 
real estate agents that are completely seasoned will be the first ones to tell you every deal. There usually is one thing that's kind of new, like to them to, to season seat. Like there's always something new, which is exciting, but never be afraid to say, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out. And that is very freeing when you, when you really embrace it. You know, when I was a young realtor, it was more like, I didn't want to say that, but I practiced saying it because I knew that's something that's going to come up and they tell you and tell you it. And now it's like, I get it. And you'll see, it, it doesn't matter the, if you're an early realtor or you're, you know, like I've had other realtors that are just massively, you know, talented and stuff say, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Or I don't know, period. It's like, wow. <laughs> okay. But I like, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out for you. Yeah, because it's so proactive. If I don't, yeah. So proactive. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, who were your big, when you were first leaving home, and I do yeah. need to circle back on the story about your running away from home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get to that one. But um, when you were first starting into acting, and then when you first started into real estate, who were your role models? As an actress, Julie Andrews. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. That love her. Love her. <laughs> Uh, I really think Julie Andrews and then Angela Lansbury, because I lived in New York and we, we went into to Broadway. I saw Angela Lansbury. I believe it was in Gypsy. Um, and I remember when we went to see Gypsy, I'm pretty sure it was Gypsy. I know it was Angela Lansbury and she did so many things, but I remember I was eight when I saw Angela Lansbury and I was six when I saw the sound of music on, you know, the movie on, in the movie at the movies. And but when I was standing in the theater on Broadway in the audience and it was curtain calls, I st- we were all, you know, we all stood up. We were all, and I was like crying. It was like, I don't know. I don't even remember the story that much of just, well, I guess I do, but not, you know, it's, it was more like, she just took me through. I don't know. I, I just, I was like, <laughs> and later I worked with her. I worked with Angela Lansbury oh, on Murder, She Wrote, and she was amazing she came down to rehearse with all the cast every every scene as if she was like I don't know just like the guest cast or something she just come down and anyway so yeah those two women for for acting um in real estate I'm not sure if I had but I but the guys that I that are my partners I love I'm not, so I'm not sure other than them, I had an idea about a mentor, but what I love about them is they're very grounded. They're very, very casual. They're not pretentious whatsoever. They just, they just feel real. And that resonates with me. And, and I know that client clients are our absolute highest. I mean, that's all we're about. So, and so I agree about that because, you know, not every, not everyone in, in real estate is, you know, necessarily like that. Oh, this, this is very much the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to comment on your sense of adventure and joy. And I, I said, alluded to this a little bit before, but also just your ability to stand in integrity and to really be honest, and transparent, which oh. you're not, let's, let's just acknowledge that, but you know, I, I one thing I say a lot is that you can be a leader and will be seen as a leader regarding of the title you have. Yeah. And this is, you know, your leadership ability. And I'm just 
talking off script here for a minute is really grounded in your integrity and see and your sense of um values and yes you know and that carried you through your acting as well right. as your current role, you know, and I know you're still doing a lot of commercial work. I mean, I see you all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, let me take that left turn again. And because uh, we talked about this and I just, I love this story. <laughs> as you were, uh, you know, reaching the age of four, uh, you started at the age of 14, had the right. accelerated career, found yourself on like one of the <laughs> hottest soap operas ever. And then you reach the age of emancipation, 18. And yes. Sure, sure. That, you okay. Know. Okay, Lisa. Okay, Lisa G. So, okay. So, <laughs> so there I was on One Life to Live. And I'd been on it for two years already. And I was 18. And I had gone down a few months before I turned into the living room again. I guess I'd, I guess you're always incubating in your bedroom as a kid. Incubating, totally. incubating, and then you go downstairs and talk to your parents. So they like that, apparently, for me. Anyway, um, I just, you know, I don't know how we got into the discussion, but I said, I think I said, I, I want to move into the city. I was on one life to live. I you think, I, you think yeah. I wanted to be on the bus for an hour and in Livingston, New Jersey is a fine town, but, you know, so my, my mom said, no, no, I, we think you should have your friends out on the bus for coffee and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh-oh. And my mom, and, and, you know, my dad was there too, but my mom was like, you know, this is how it's going to be. And I'm like, and I knew my mom well enough to know she meant it. <laughs> yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> and so I may, I don't know if I even tried to, to discuss it again. But I did start planning my um, runaway from home. <laughs> I mean, I even wrote them a letter, including Gibran on children. You know, the arrow thing. Oh, yes, yes. I incorporated yes. that into my letter. I think my mom burned the letter, like literally. I really, um, so I practiced, you know, uh, much like for a role, I practiced, I remember one night I practiced because I got luggage as my, um, graduation present from high school, I practiced what I was going to pack in my luggage. I packed it and unpacked it. I mean, I don't know what, why I thought I needed to do that, but I guess I wanted to see what I, what I needed to bring. Anyway, so the one, so the, the funny thing was, I planned this for, my birthday is July 2nd. And so I planned this for July 4th, the, the, the runaway. Yeah. Uh, during the 4th of July fireworks, because I used to always, we'd always go to, I love fireworks, but we'd always go to the, the fireworks. My parents would always go to the fireworks. I figured, perfect. I know this is block of time. Well, it rained on the 4th of July. Oh, God. So I'm like, no. And I called my friend, Rich Prater, who was at four years older and acting, you know, acting protege, mentor type. Uh-huh. Anyway, he was going to be the, my driver because I didn't have a car that I could drive into the city and then do what with it, you know? So yeah. anyway, uh, so Rich and I, or I said to Rich, I, we're going to have to do it. I, I don't know how the 11, I know it was the 11th of July. I don't know what day that was, but, oh, that's, oh, I know why, because they rescheduled the fireworks for the, for July 11th because of the rain. So I went, okay. So now my, my leaving is going to be on July 11th. So we, my parents went off on their plan. I set my letter on my desk. I, I knew what I was packing. I'm 
And Rich came, his car was in the driveway. Uh, we were packing the car when all of a sudden my parents pull in the driveway. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and literally, we had I had packed the car. I think Rich might have been standing out there. I'm sure they didn't look in his car, you know, like what's in there is our luggage. They weren't expecting. Yeah. I ran out the back door, ran down to the driveway, got in his car, and we we fled like 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 we're like we were bank robbers. <laughs> I love that. And there was that was the start of the great adventure. I love that. It was amazing. Oh God, it was amazing. And my first night in New York, I stayed at the Empire Hotel on the Upper West Side, which had a Statue of Liberty on it. And of course I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that story. Yeah. I, you know what I'm hearing? What? That ability to say, let's have a plan. Right. Yes. Let's, let's practice it. Yes. You know, I, I mean, the, I see this image of you packing and unpacking the suitcase because let's face it, you, especially as an actress, you know, you've got to maintain a certain apparel style so you had oh, to be very specific well, about what you were bringing right well and I also knew that I wasn't going to be coming back anytime soon because my mom's going to be really my parents are going to be very upset with me correct so I had to have whatever the heck I needed figure that out correct that meant. <laughs> correct correct I mean the sense of agency at the age of 18 is what's really inspiring ah yeah and I, I know that that this is why this is one of the reasons I had to get you on this podcast is because this ability to strategize and go okay you know yes. what they're not going the way I really want them to but I have agency yes you take the steps to create the reality I want to be living in that's right that's right love that yeah so if you were going to give women advice or just some helpful hints let's call right. it that um, about career transitions because yeah. you know you transitioned from yeah. uh, an act, actor who worked all the time to uh -huh. you know reducing what you were doing so you could start a family you could yeah. be home for your kids yeah and then you know through your divorce going okay um acting is great right but I need something that is really more consistent and probably right. I know I know that you've traveled through a lot of your acting work especially yes. commercials and whatnot yeah. And, you know, you don't always want to do that. And then especially with COVID, we couldn't really travel. Oh, yeah. Right? So if you're going to share some, just, I'll just say some friendly reminders or some things that mm -hmm. keep in mind as they transition, what would you share? I would share that there's always someone there to kind of quietly hold your hand. That if we just look a little bit as scared as we might be, there'll be somebody there. Maybe we don't know who they are yet, or maybe we do. Right. And they'll just, just take the next step. Just take the next step. And, and say, you know what? It was a good acting teacher that said, assume the position. Assume right. the position. Right. <laughs> you know, if you don't feel it, fake it. And then you go, oh. Maybe I do feel it in this three seconds or that three hours or that day. You go, oh, oh, maybe I do have this. Maybe I do. And that's one, that's what I would say. Just assume the position, look for that hand to, or that voice or that person to support and just keep on going. And, and, you know, if, if 
one thing isn't the, if the real estate hadn't been the answer, I, I would have needed to find something else. But, you know, same for anybody. Like we just keep following the road. Um, yeah. One thing that I really want to highlight here is where you, when you said there is someone who can help you. Right. And that person. And what I, I really need to comment on this is that we are part of a circle of friends. Yes. Right? We've known each other many, many years. Yeah. And you were always the person who was like, hey, have you considered or, oh, I've, I know about this. And full disclosure, when I was getting ready to start this podcast, you were over with all sorts of clothing I could try on, with so backdrops, with all sorts of suggestions about yeah. ring lights. I mean, you you know, what's so interesting is you sharing, hey, there's someone there, you may not know who they are, or you might right. help you remember that. And yet you function as the person who's there helping, guiding, supporting. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Oh, oh my God. That, that is true. I guess that is yeah. true. That I'm, is true. I'm glad. I'm really glad. I mean, I do. I mean, yeah, that's my joy. Yeah. Well, I, to do that. I mean, this is one thing that I think is so important where um, it's just, you know, be live, create the reality you want to live in, be the person. Yeah. And use the phrase, assume the position. It's yes. Like, you know, or that phrase, fake it till you make it or just yeah. practice. But, and yes. Permanent. Yes, exactly. It'll become more and more comfortable as we keep on, you know, I mean, you know, it's an ongoing process. If it's not one category of our lives, it's another. Yeah. So yeah. it's, that's exactly right. So what about some um, go-to tools? Because I know that there are times when, I mean, just in in your work recently where you had this client who, what was it, eight bids on houses yes. and say real estate is nuts. Yes. Um, and yet you had the ability to kind of go, okay, come on, we're, we're going to get you that home. Yes. You know, what other go-to tools would you recommend to women to just kind of go, okay, let's do a mental reset here because I am going to figure this out right go to tools do you have for um for women in in which capacity in you know what i let's just start with mindset because let's acknowledge that as right women, it can be really difficult sometimes because it's like oh i'll talk to your husband i won't talk to you right like, the person making the decisions and it's like yes i am i'm the adult here right you right know? so uh and you're so gracious about all of it. I mean, you're very. Well, I'll tell you, it was, yeah, there were times I really, I would come home like, and be thinking about this kind of all the time where the way you're working on a problem and you're thinking, how am I going to get this client up, you know, to maybe consider a different loan officer because different loan officers have, it's not their it's not their fault, but their company has a way, certain things they need and different companies work differently. So certain companies, the ones that we would recommend, and there's not just one, and it's not like, there's no like kickback, there's none of that stuff, but some of them are able to be more competitive. So, but the hard part was with this one particular client was he, he was, a, he's a very loyal person. And he mm. felt like he didn't want to leave his loan officer yet. We were getting, uh, because other people have cash offers in this case Correct. and can close very quickly. Right. We needed to be as competitive as we could. Right. 
And so I had to suggest to him, and it was, I really had to use all of my senses because I really didn't want to offend him. I didn't want to make the loan officer upset with me either. You know, it's a small world business. Right. You want to maintain a relationship? Yeah. You know, at a certain point, it's like, I know a few people that could do this faster and faster in 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 that market, especially, Um, you know, it's changed a little, but these things help, you know, if they're looking apples to apples, okay, this goes a little more cash, but uh, with this, but this buyer with the loan could actually close almost as fast because of this loan office. I mean, it's like, it's treacherous territory because you, I hate saying we have someone who could do it better, <laughs> faster. I, I just want to win you the house. I don't want to, you know, yeah. so it is, I did find a way I don't, it just was instinct part of it was just I was going to say being a woman being instinctual or you know being and using that being empathetic and being able to read the other person and speak in a way so they could understand you right yes yes and so yeah there there are there are some tricky times but but um but seeing my clients so happy now (laughs) I'm like okay it was a good suggestion. Right. My part. Yeah. yeah. But it does take some, yeah, some tactical, uh, I don't know, skills and just finding the right words in the right moment. So, right. And this is the concept of emotional intelligence where you not only can understand, oh, I got triggered. Yes. And see when someone else is getting triggered and craft communication to let them know, hey, I've got your back. Right. Work through this. And I've got a loan officer for you that's going to get us this phone really quickly. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, that's a high level of emotional intelligence, which honestly, I think as an actor, you have yeah. to be able to understand a character and present it with just words on a page. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I know that you are significantly different from many of the characters you've played. Oh, yes, I am. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, that that is... That's a- <laughs> other thing uh, so people wanted to reach out to you to contact you and maybe to talk about real estate and their yeah. needs. how could they reach you call me <laughs> we will put that in the show notes yeah but, um do you are you on linkedin or do you have a website or an email oh. you'd like to share i my email is julia at captain captain which is spelled k-a-p-t-a-i-n and then repeated K-A-P-T-A-I-N.com. And um, I work with Compass in Beverly Hills, but we go everywhere. Um, we, we barely, we barely, I really haven't been to the office, especially because of COVID, but, but we're always out and about and it's so much fun. So we, yeah, just, um, just reach out and I'll get right back to you and, and we'll, uh, we'll get it done, have some fun. And for, for those who are listening, who may be big fans of Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> I, I know that you do uh, do some events for fans. Yes. Any of those coming up that you could share with us? Um, I don't have actual dates yet. There may be some, so, this Comic-Con stuff and that. Comic-Con. Yes, of yeah, course. Comic-Cons. So there'll probably be some dates in the spring that are, that are a little more clear than I have right now. But, uh, but I'll keep you posted. Awesome. 
because I know that's, you know, for people who follow those conventions. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. It's so much fun to meet fans. And, and they'll say they'll say things like, oh, I remember you in Colombo. And I'm like, and they're like, you played. So I'm like, who, do, who what? Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, fun. You know, it's just. <laughs> It's a laugh riot sometimes. What else would you like to share? Is there anything I didn't ask? Because there's like, we could sit here yeah. quite a while. Let me share something about you. Okay. You stand in integrity. And you do have this inner light that just brings such joy to people. And let's acknowledge, it's pretty difficult right now. We came out a really tough period with the pandemic. Yeah. You know that you were a real source of support for me and our circle of friends just because you have that lightness and joy oh and you need to be serious you can no problem but yeah always up for an adventure and um believe me when I let go of the house I'm in you're gonna you're gonna be selling it babe (laughs) Uh, but all things I'd love to sell it but don't go (laughs) that's uh you know I I think I'm a problem I think I might be here for a while we'll we'll see how it all works out with me but what would you like to share? Because I know we talked about questions before we got on, on this Zoom. And is there anything I didn't mm-hmm. ask you that you'd like to speak to that you'd like to share? I mean, you have such an awesome story. And this is the thing that I want to share with listeners is that you can have a life path that is really clear. And for many of us women, yeah. we get to that place where it's like, you know, what's important to me right now is I want to start a family and yeah. make a decision. And it is our right to make a decision to say, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Oh, oh, I love being a stay-at-home. I wouldn't have had it any other way. I wouldn't have taken my own advice that I said about, you know, always keep your hand in. Although I wish that would be the one thing I'd say to myself, but I loved being a stay-at-home mom. It yeah. wasn't until I realized how my reality was not going to be the one I, I wished for and that in that relationship that right. that I actually was that then it became actually a gift I didn't know it was a gift yet when I had to go back into my acting go back into myself and say well I guess I should go back to the, the one thing I've always done mm-hmm. act, to start anyway is acting because that's where I had so much success and independence right and when I, when I opened that door, I was, I was a little, you know, not, not so sure. And then I walked through the doorway and I was like, I forgot how good this is. And yes, it's fun to be an actress, but it was fun to feel more, more that I was just in sync right. with me. It could be had nothing to do with acting for someone else. And, you know, that's how I feel also now about being a realtor. I didn't know how I would fully feel. I thought it would be fun to, to be out and about, uh, you know, be it definitely I knew being with people and helping people is always something I've loved. But, you know, finding that, oh, yeah, that intuition was actually correct or, you know, and it also so exciting to learn something new and be good in it, you know, find that you're good in it and go, Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, now, uh, it's just, you know, it's sad. I'm always sad. It's always this bittersweet thing when, when I find something for my client, cause I'm like, okay. 
you know, like have fun in that house. And of course we have continuing relationships, but, but it's, yeah, it's a real buzz. It's fun. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing is that ability to go, you know what? I don't know how to do this, but I can figure it out. And then that moment of like, oh, I am good at this. Right. Yeah. Things that we never knew of ourselves that wouldn't have been asked without these crazy, silly, without whatever that happened to us in life, this life. So yeah, let's acknowledge that life is not smooth. Things happen, right? And it's how we (laughs) respond to them. Yeah. Instead of reacting and faith of I'm going to figure this out. Right. Come to a solution. I mean, it's so clear. Yeah. So clear. Yeah. Clear. Oh my God. Today was my absolute joy and delight. My guest (laughs) today is Julia Montgomery. And if you'd like to reach her because she is a highly successful realtor who is honest, client driven, Uh, She is so much about the service and making what can be a traumatic experience, very smooth and actually even fun. (laughs) Reach her at Julia at Captain, captain captain.com. It's K-A-P-T-A-I-N, K-A-P-T-A-I-N. It's there twice. Julia at Captain, captain captain.com. I got to have you back because we didn't. Yeah, this is so fun. Of the story, and this is so fun, Lisa. You're amazing. You, 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 you taught me things by just recapping things that I said. I went, oh my god, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm being coached by Lisa. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. You just put it in a way that I went, oh, you're so good at this. You're so talented. No, I mean, you just you you so succinct and clear that when you know while I've been while we've been doing this interview. I was actually learning something somehow, you know, you were just putting things together and it was like, wow, I am, I did get through some stuff, you know, and came out stronger, better, more advanced, more enlightened. I'm going to use a heavy word there. Yeah. Yeah. But greater self-awareness. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing I want, I want to say for anybody listening as women, we tend to be very self-critical Right. To say things to ourselves we would never say to people we love yeah. and so don't spend time in that place spend time in the place of self-compassion this is for all listeners because you do have a gift you do have a voice you do have something to share and if you're constantly belittling yourself belittling yourself diminishing or dismissing yourself you are holding and hiding your light from the world and the world needs leaders now who are going to make decisions based on what will benefit the greater good, not the chosen few. So step into that role of higher leadership, however it presents itself. Oh, Julia, you are are awesome. And I so- Thank you. This is so much fun. So appreciate that. Okay, so we're going to do this again. Okay, part two. (laughs) All the best to you, my friend. Thanks for listening to Grace, Grit, and Getting It Done. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. If you'd like more information or to contact me directly, send me an email, lisa at bigsky, B-I-G-S-K-Y dot coach. Lisa at bigsky dot coach. Thanks for listening.